Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, welcome to Being Green. I'm Glynis Crook. It's a fitting story for the week in which we celebrate World Oceans Day. In 2013, researchers spotted a lone 12-meter-long grey whale off the coast of Namibia, the first ever to be seen in the Southern Hemisphere. Now, after several years of genetic research, it's been confirmed that the cetacean had in fact swum the longest distance ever recorded in a marine vertebrate, more than 25,000 kilometers from the waters of the northern Pacific Ocean, where this species typically feed and breed. That's over halfway around the world. And I'm joined on the line now by Dr. Tess Gridley, who's co-director of Sea Search Namibia Dolphin Project and also research associate in the Department of Botany and Zoology at Stellenbosch University, who was part of the team that first spotted the whale. Tess, this was in Wolfers Bay. Tell us what you saw. Hi there. Hi, thanks for having me on. Um, so um, we conduct research in Wolfish Bay um, and have been doing so since 2008. And we basically, we, we work with the local marine tourism operators there. And we had this phone call, you know, there's a, there's a grey whale in the bay, to which Simon said, well, they're all grey, what do you mean? Um, because it was so unusual. And they said, no, we think it's actually a grey whale. So we kind of, you know, rushed out onto the boat to go and see this animal. And indeed, yeah, it, it was a grey whale, but really surprising um, to see this species um, in the Atlantic, let alone the southern Atlantic. And I know he was discovered a very, very long way away from home, but firstly, is it normal for whales to travel on their own and do they generally migrate this long distance? Well, yeah, in, in general, um, a lot of um, whale species are migratory. And so, you know, living in, in South Africa, we get migratory southern right whales and migratory um, humpback whales that pass our shoreline. So, so indeed, whales do often migrate from, from feeding areas to where they carve and breed. But in this case, we see an animal that's moved an extraordinary long way from uh, where we think it was actually born. We think it was coming from the, the western grey whale population, which normally be found off the coast of Russia. So this is an extraordinarily long movement of this particular animal. And you think that this was potentially possible because of the reduction in the Arctic sea ice? It's one of the theories that we've put forward. So um, normally when grey whales do move um, along um, between their um, feeding and, and breeding areas, they normally stay fairly close to shore. So we looked at three different possible routes, all of which are incredibly long movement passages. Um, and the most sort of clear and obvious um, route would have been across the Arctic Passage, which may be possible now because of uh, changes in, in ice. Why did it take so long, and between 2013 to this week when your paper was published, to establish that he came from this area? <laughs> um, so in general, I mean, there's, there's often sort of stalls in science. So with the, with the method that we took, which was genome sequencing, um, it's quite an advanced method and quite an expensive process. The initial process of taking the skin sample, which we um, conducted with a, a modified biopsy dart, generate the sun to, to analyse it and, and then conduct the research and write it all up. So, so unfortunately, there are delays um, in, in that process. And actually, as, as um, Russ Hosel, the lead author on the paper, said, actually, this uh, time, time frame is actually quite standard for, for such a, a study where, where we're doing that genome sequencing. Now, you say you think that this whale came from, uh, I think it's an island somewhere off the coast of Russia. What is the status of this whale in that region? 
So there are two um, areas where grey whales are, are normally found, so the, uh, the Eastern Pacific and the, and the Western Pacific. And so um, on, on, the, on the East uh, North Pacific, um, there's, there's far more um, the grey whales, and they're often seen in, around California and in Baja, California. Um, on the Western uh, Pacific, that's an endangered stock, so there's only around 200 individuals there. And uh, the grey whale that we that we found in Namibia um, most closely um, aligned with and most similar to um, to the sequences that come from those areas on the, the western uh, North Pacific. So that means it came from this um, very endangered stock of animals. So he's endangered. He travelled on his own and he travelled exceptionally far, unusually far for a whale of this kind. Why do you think he did it? Do you have any clues into that? Well, we are seeing movements of animals at the moment, I mean, in areas where we wouldn't normally see them. And this may be uh, due to reporting. You know, we're seeing a lot more people um, reporting what they see using um, telephone apps and internet, obviously, to say when they see unusual things. We've had leopard seals coming up in in, uh, South Africa recently, which are also very much out of their range. And so um, one option is that there's more eyes in the water. One option is that uh, he, he would already living in the um, Atlantic and that's kind of one of the options that we've disproved in this um, study. And then the other option is maybe he's looking for um, other feeding grounds and maybe just lost. I mean, um, you know, these animals can kind can, of can get a GPS error and start moving uh, very far distances. We're going to have to cut that interview off there. The sound is not so good anymore. So the, the one option, of course, is that he, he got lost or that he was looking for food. That was Dr. Tess Gridley of the Namibia Dolphin Project Sea Search and also a research associate in the Department of Botany and Zoology at Stellenbosch University. The study was published this week. It was a co-production with Durham University in the United Kingdom and it is available online. You can find it by Googling Royal Society Publications plus Grey Whale and it'll, it'll pop up. That's it for this week from Eaglin's Crook. Till next time, goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. If we condense the history of Earth into 24 hours, then we've been around for a few seconds. A short time to create havoc, yet long enough to know that we have the power to make a difference to our planet. It starts at home, from the moment we wake up and turn on our energy-saving light bulbs. Switch on to a sustainable world with Galinda Moser from Remax Living, our passionate and proud sponsor of Being Green on Fine Music Radio. If-